Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Hey, hey, hey. And you know us, we're just a washed up goalie and a washed up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Ben, on today's podcast, we're going to touch on a couple little things happening in the National Hockey League before we jump into kind of a league intro. So... Let's talk about the Brandon Dubinsky, Sidney Crosby situation. Yeah, I, I think I was the one who introduced this to you, right? Yes, you were. You were. So, so tell the fans what's happened. So, so guys, Brandon Dubinsky, well known from his time on the Rangers and Blue Jackets, apparently did a uh, podcast interview on. Uh, let me let me see if I can figure out what podcast it was. It was one I haven't really heard about. But uh, basically uh, said some not super nice stuff about uh, Sidney Crosby on, oh, here it is, the Garage Beers podcast. I like the sound of that. Okay, I might have to listen to them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get them on the show, too. Uh, guys, look, uh, I, I feel like I need a disclaimer here, Chris, because okay. I, I am, you know, if anybody has watched the other shows that I've been on, I'm a very strong Capitals fan. And I have very strong feelings about the Penguins uh, yes, based on based on the fact. Did we go through the history of me and the Penguins? We have. We have. It was one of the first episodes. I think if people tip back into maybe episode 11. They might uh, they might be able to hear about your your family's history. with <laughs> Penguins fans. Basically, Penguins fans have choked my mom, kicked my dad and beat up my brother in Washington, D.C. In different uh, games. In, in different games across a 20-year span, despite the fact that when I was a kid, the Ron Francis, Yager, and Lemieux line was my favorite in hockey, and I was a, I was a big fan. But anyway, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Penguins fan in the world. That said, dude, Crosby's probably one of the best players of all time. I mean, probably. He is one of the best players of all time. I would say probably in the top 10. What do, what do you think? I'm with you on that. I think he's definitely one of the best players of all time. I'd have to see if I consider him top 10. That's one of those things where when I start digging, one of those things I can make like, oh, no, there's no way he's top 10. I might rank him number four after I do my research, you know, or I could rank him 27th. I don't know. I don't think he'll go that low. But we'll eventually do that episode like in the off season or something where we kind of you know rank who we think are the best players of all time. Crosby will not be number one. And he will not be ranked over Ovechkin. Those are two things I can tell you. I don't like his style of play. I think he's super talented. I just think he's a little bit of a bitch. I think I've seen him many times, especially I think there was those big series of games in like maybe 2011, 2012 after the lockout where he would like slash at a guy. And then act like a complete victim while I was like, oh, you can't touch Sidney Crosby. And his, you know, players would come beat up Claude Giroux or something. It's like, dude, he went at Claude Giroux and the second yeah. Claude Giroux even looked at him, he'd, you know, piddle in his, you know, cup and look for, you know, defense. It's like, no, I don't I don't like players that play like that. Crosby, if you're going to start a fight, fight. Don't do I, that's where he lost my respect because it's not like he did it once. He did it multiple times. I mean, I'm the same way with like. A guy like Phil Kessel. I don't have the respect for Phil Kessel. I don't yeah. think you can slash it like, okay, yes, John Scott, when he was with the Buffalo Sabres and with any team, truthfully, big dude, like a monster of a man. You can't slash him from behind. <laughs> yeah. It's illegal. You can't use your you can't use your stick as a weapon. 
and how he was not called out on that. Or I know it was maybe a preseason game or whatever it was. I'm like, you can't do that. It doesn't matter if he's a mountain of a man. He had his back to you and you're slashing at him with your stick. How is that not suspendable? So I don't respect players that A, use their stick as a weapon and B, start fights they don't want to fight in or want to finish. And, like, and to be clear, you're you're not, you know, I obviously love a team that, that has Penguins uh, history. You are not, right? Like you are pretty much a neutral agent on this matter. Oh, I'm neutral on Pittsburgh. I mean, the thing is, the, the Penguins, for me, uh, the Penguins and the North Stars hold that special place for me as, you know, the first series I remember watching as a kid, the 91 series with Mario Lemieux facing off against John Casey. And, uh, like, it's like, those are great memories for me. So I have a lot of great memories, and I have nothing against it. I don't hate the Penguins. They're not Philly or Boston. There's teams I hate, and I just named them. You know, I've also had some of my favorite players on those teams, too, like, I loved yeah. Michael Newver. Like, and once he when he was with Philly, I'm like, I can't hate Philly because they have Newby. Uh, you know, and then Boston's had some just amazing talent. And I really, there, no hate. I hate Philly from growing up and watching the playoff series between Buffalo and Philly, and they were just always so nasty. And I hated Hextall and Snow, but I realized I hated Hextall and Snow because I was Hextall and Snow as a goalie. Oh, I used and, to love Hextall. He was so <laughs> I hated them. I hated them as a kid, but I didn't realize I hated them because they remind me of me. And that's the thing. It's it's one of those I guess and for Boston, I don't only I only hate the Bruins because I hate every team that comes out of Boston. Because Boston's won everything for so long. I just have to hate them. And my kids won't understand why should I ever have kids and uh, because they'll be like, wow, they've never won anything. Not in your lifetime, son. And that's what I want you to know. Can they've I not want to? Yeah, go ahead. So, so I got to You know, I know I know we're getting down a, a dark, dark hole here, but I got to tell dark. you something about Michael Neuwirth. I'm, I'm sending you an article right now. Um, this was reported three years ago. While he was on the flyers with Radko Gudis and uh, was was single, he actually uh, fathered a child with Radko Gudis' sister. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay, yeah. is that? Uh, I mean, you said you love him as a as a hockey player uh, teammate. Is that? Uh, no, I congratulated him when it was on that too, and he said thanks. So, like, we so, were we were we were what we weren't really friends, but we communicated on Facebook a couple times. And so I was like, you know, I think I said, well done. <laughs> he was like, thanks. Is he, <laughs> is he okay with Radko though? Yeah. I don't think it started off so great there, but honestly they're, I think they're married now and everything. Are oh, good. Not? Okay. Cause it's like the, the scuttlebutt was that Radko Gudis was going to track him down with a shotgun and take him out. Okay. Uh, I mean, if that's what Goody wants to do, you know, that was it was like it was kind of jokey, you know, because obviously it's a little awkward. But if, if I'm glad, look, I took us down a different path here because I was trying to distract a little bit because I've got what, my new V jerseys. I love the guy. I congratulated him on, you know, because uh, like I said, I think they got married and everything. And that's tight. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, he, he seemed like an OK guy. Um, but to get to get back to, uh, you know, you were saying examples of teams you hate, teams you don't hate. I hate the rivalry with the Penguins. I get really, you know, every time we watch, it feels like it's the most important thing in the world. And that said, like, Sid is amazing. Like, every time he's got the puck, I'm like, I know. Oh, yeah. that I'm if not going to deny his talent. He When he just wants to, he can just do things. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, good. It's like the dragon isn't awake. When he's awake, it's like, like crap. Like, he's going to score. So, Take it with a grain of salt. That said, this Dubinsky article basically says all the things that you said, 
And uh, the the scuttlebutt on Reddit that I was reading, he really trashes Sid and then talks really well about Ovi. Um, and of course, people did not like that. So uh, I thought it was funny, though. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, when it comes to hockey players, and I'm only rating him as a hockey player, not a person. As a hockey player, I, I was definitely one of the most talented of all time. I don't respect him as a hockey player. Ovechkin, nothing but love for him as a hockey player. But, I mean, I don't know what they're like off the ice. I can just say off of what I know, it seems almost polar opposite off the ice with these two. It just seems like Ovechkin is, you know, I got close with the Capitol staff there for a while and the Buffalo Sabres staff when I was there for a while. And I just say that that I haven't heard many good things about him off the ice. Of course, this is before he was married. And when it came to Sydney, you know, it just seems like he's kind of like way more down to earth off the ice. I could be wrong. Maybe he's a jackass. I mean, I think he played goalie in a beer league a couple years ago. And no one knew they were score They were shooting on Sidney Crosby. That's pretty you know? cool. Like, I think he just I think when it comes down to it off the ice, I think they might be opposites. But I don't know. I mean, Ovechkin could be an amazing dude off the ice and Crosby could just be a he, jerk. Him, but so, I don't know. so the Ovechkin story is like he lives uh, in Arlington. So for those that don't know, like in the D.C. area, like that's Virginia, where the Capitals headquarters is. Exactly. And, and like Virginia, Maryland and D.C. are all like neighbors. There's a part of uh, Virginia that detaches to D.C., which is where a lot of folks commute from. And a lot of the capitals live there. It's it's not the biggest city. So you, there's like three nice grocery stores. So he always goes to one. Um, for those that are in the know, it's a and people run into him a lot. And the stories that appear are like 75% of the time, super chill dude, quarter of the time is like, leave me alone. Which, you know, that makes sense. You could be having a bad day. You got two kids. You got a lot going on. The, yeah, just the leave other- him alone. Let him just do his shopping. It's the same thing I saw in Ashton Kutcher video come out like a couple days ago where people are like, he's knocking on this thing. He's like, man, can I just walk my dog? Can I just walk my dog yeah, and I have you guys parked outside my house? Because sometimes you're just like, you're not having a great day. And, and yeah. you know, 75% is good. The other thing is he does a lot of stuff with the local community. Uh, there's there's videos of him, like, when nobody is observing him being really nice to homeless people. Uh, so I, I think he's a really good dude personally. I wouldn't be surprised if, his, if Crosby's a lot more down to earth and just chill. Because it seems like, you know, he kind of came from, like, a middle class family in Toronto, whereas Ovechkin was, like, Soviet royalty. Yeah, uh, but but it seems like I think we can safely say that they're both probably pretty good guys off the ice. Yeah, and I'm hoping so, because honestly, like I said, I mentioned what I knew of him before he got married. It just seems like he kind of changed as a person once he, you know, married her and, you know, became, I think, Ovechkin? way more down to earth. Yeah. Also, he he loves his kids like Ovechkin, like loves his kids. He should. <laughs> I mean, like, like basically. When he started scoring about a month ago, so it's because his family moved back from Russia, and like their Instagram feed is just him playing with Sergey, yeah. his son, who's named after yeah. his uh, deceased brother. And dude, that kid has a really nasty shot. He's gonna be good one day. <laughs> I know he's gonna be in the National Hockey League in about uh, what? How old is he now? I think he's like I don't know, like two or three. I'm not I'm not creepy enough to know the kid's actual age. Yeah. You know his name. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I don't even know. His, I don't even know Ovi's wife's name. Because his brother uh, passed away when he was a kid. That's like the famous story that led him to start playing hockey. Oh, that's actually you know sad, but amazing what can happen in your life that changes stuff. 
Moving on from that, uh, we, should, we should probably stop talking about the OV, like Crosby thing, like we, uh, like everybody else in the world, like enough, who cares? Moving on. We'll, we'll touch on this shortly too, because I think a lot of people are really tired by hearing about COVID, but I'm sure the Canucks right now are not, oh my God, not happy with COVID. So uh, you shared this story with me as well. Let the, let the fans know what's happening in uh, Vancouver. Yeah, half the team of the Canucks is is out with COVID, and it's not just that they're testing positive. It looks like a lot of them are actually quite sick, so uh, definitely concerned, like really worried about them, hope they're doing okay. You know, I know there have been story again, you know, Capitals is, is the team I follow. Uh, a couple folks on the team, including Samsonov, got it, and we're really sick. So uh, my heart goes out to the Canucks. There's a list of about 15 people that are off uh, right now on COVID protocols of them. We don't know who's sick and who's not, but just if if you're uh, a Canucks fan, very sorry you're going through this. And if you're a player, please uh, recover as soon as possible and, and do what you need to do to get better. Yeah, and and it's, and it's no joke, and people need to take the proper protocols and stuff because, again, just the one story I can relate to because I hadn't heard anybody really talk about it at length as much as I did. Uh, if you read up the on the article when the Buffalo Sabres got it from, I think, the Devils, Back in February, that Rasmus Ristolainen, the Sabres defenseman, uh, like a lot of the Sabres got sick. The coach got sick. A bunch of people got sick. But everyone was, you know, they got sick and they recovered. Ristolainen said literally there was a couple nights and because he had it the worst. He was out, I think, the longest on the on this on the club. But he says there was a couple nights he went to bed and didn't know if he was going to wake up in the morning. Wow. He said he was that sick and he. Yeah, it scared him. So. Definitely people take it seriously. Get vaccinated if you have the option to get vaccinated. I've gotten my first shot. I'm not exactly thrilled about getting the second shot, but I'm thrilled to have it done and over with and have less of a chance of catching COVID in the future. So we can all just hopefully get back to normal. But yeah, I'm with I'm with Ben here. You know, best wishes to the Canucks organization and their family and friends and anyone affected by it. But, but the ramifications are, are big just on this note real quick, because if it's 14 players, I know Canucks fans are concerned. Like, are, is the team even going to be able to finish its season? Uh, are they going to be competitive when they get back? You know, how are they going to interact with each other? I mean, all of that, very important. But I'm really worried because I read a report that, like, training staff had to go administer IVs to these guys at their houses. Just get better first and foremost, and we can worry about the rest of the stuff later. Hockey at this point is not recover first. Recover first and worry about hockey later. The key is recovering and, and getting back to some sense of normalcy and, and just making it a bad nightmare we all forget about hopefully in a couple of years. But, you know, we'll see. Does it, does it ever feel weird, Chris? Like, obviously, you know, I, I do another podcast on, on a stupid hobby, and, and obviously this is on your passion, hockey. But it, it's kind of weird when... We have to pull back the curtain and acknowledge that as much as this is about something we're passionate about and we have fun on, it really pales in comparison to like the the kind of situation we're describing here. You know, does that ever feel kind of strange when you're trying to just maintain normalcy in an environment where everything is crazy? Yeah, and that's kind of reason why. Like, I mean, okay, so when I started this podcast, obviously it started during COVID back in October, mid October 2020. Steve and I were talking about this podcast for years. I still living in Utah originally the first time around when we started talking about doing it. Then I got to DC and I'm like, hey, I know I'm getting busier and stuff, but I still want to do it and you know, you just we weren't working out trying to get this thing launched. And then honestly, COVID, I got 
I got done doing everything I could possibly do around my house. Like I built everything I could possibly build. I was just like, you know, I, I was just, I needed a new thing to occupy my time. So I did the research on a podcast and I launched this podcast and it's just kind of a nice distraction from what is happening around us. And I know a lot of people want to hear distractions from what's happening around us. And that's kind of why, you know, we definitely do talk about COVID very infrequently on this podcast, but there is specific episodes. I think there's actually one specific episode Sebastian and I did. Uh, I'm trying to look forward here, but yeah, it was episode 65. We dropped it on February 17th and that was called COVID's Hockey Impact because it's definitely not just having an impact on the National Hockey League. It's having an impact on the hockey world and the sports world. We're not just yeah. talking hockey. We're talking the entire sports world. So it seems just, I don't know, for me, hockey's an escape. It's an amazing escape. Uh, I just wish I could play it. But, of course, all the leagues are for, you know, men's adult leagues or any adult league, truthfully, any beer league. They're not operating. So all I can do is talk about it and watch people who can play it play it. <laughs> That's all I can do. And honestly, it's affected a lot. And you, you move into another league that it's affected and a, a league me and you are going to talk about on this podcast. It is called the Elite Ice Hockey League out of England. Ooh. Yeah. And so I was a big fan of this league, still am, back when I was living in Banbury, Oxfordshire. Uh, and my closest team at that point was the Coventry Blaze, so I became a big Coventry Blaze fan while I was there. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to introduce you and our listeners to this league because this league has also been inoperable for over a year due to COVID, and they're coming back. In fact, they had their first exhibition games just a couple days ago. Of course, we're recording this podcast on the morning of Sunday, April 4th. It's uh, it's coming back. They are doing some exhibition games, and it's it's beginning, man. That like The season is launching, and... I couldn't be any more excited to see hockey back in England, and I'm sure you know the the British fans are very excited as well. So the yeah. United Kingdom is Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if I'm not incorrect, there's a, you got the team in Belfast. But this is what we're gonna do. So we'll introduce our fans to this league. Just want to introduce you to this league, and um, you know have you guess some stuff. So if you're on the site, back up. Okay, so don't look at anything. Yes. Okay. So I, I want you to. I, Make some guesses here. But basically, for anyone that doesn't know, the league started in 2003. A lot of these teams were in different leagues. Sometimes they enter the league. Sometimes they don't. It's, uh, you know, it's right now it's a 10 team league. And, you know, there's talk of expansion, uh, maybe to Telford, maybe to Aberdeen. We'll see. But that said, we're going to talk about the 10 teams real quick. And you're going to kind of guess if you, if you don't know. If you know the name, just go for it. But if you don't guess, okay. that'll be the fun part. So okay. we are going to talk about the one Northern Ireland team in Belfast. What do you think the team name is? Okay. Well, putting on my improvisational hat here, if there I'm in go. Belfast, I would probably want to capitalize on the fact that the word fast is in there. So I'd probably be like the Belfast... Uh, what's what's a fast animal that you might... Oh, like, like a hare. That's what they call a rabbit, right? So the Belfast fast hares. <laughs> no, but uh, this is what's going to be fun because uh, if you can actually guess a team name, I'd be stunned because that's the fun part. No, it's actually the Belfast Giants. And right, they because, are because you, you know, the Irish are well known for their stature. Don, hey, I'm Irish, bud. 
I'm Irish. I mean, I'm, I'm part two and I'm a giant, so let's. Uh, let's well, I'm basically uh, mostly what I'm. I'm mostly Irish, German, and British, but I've got like four other nationalities to squeeze in there. But those are the big ones. Those are the ones that dominate my bloodline. So one drinks, the other drinks, and the other drinks. So just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the Belfast Giants. And yeah, so that's where they are. So they actually one of the inaugural teams in this league as well. And they have a 9,000 capacity arena. So pretty awesome. Now let's move to the sole team in Wales, Cardiff. What is the team in Cardiff called? Oh, well, Wales, I think, is known. I don't know Cardiff exactly, but I know a lot of the, the podcasts and shows that I follow in the UK when people go to Wales, it's usually for vacation. They want to see the beach. I also know they have a really beautiful language with a lot of L's and it. it sound, uh, when people speak it, it sounds like they're like waterfalls. Like it just sounds like water to me. So I'm going to guess it's something super elegant and beautiful. The Cardiff Dolphins. Because it's, you know, it's a sleek animal, it's by the ocean, and, uh, you know, it's graceful, and there's no other dolphin team. So the Cardiff Dolphins. Close. You got the you got the D right. It's actually... Oh, I got a, the a D very, right a lot, Chris. A very, <laughs> it's a very calm creature. It's called the Cardiff Devils. Oh, the Devils. Okay. Well, that's completely original, and there's no other teams that are named that, so... Well, they're one of the inaugural teams as well. They have about a 3,000-person arena. I've played in it. I've played out in Cardiff uh, against the Cardiff. I wasn't playing for Cardiff, uh, but they got some uh, men's leagues around there, and I played in Wales. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's an interesting language. If you're ever at a bar anywhere in, like, Snowdonia or anywhere, and, and they get to drinking, if you can figure out what they're saying, bless you, because I couldn't. But nonetheless, awesome place. If you ever get a chance to go to Wales, go out there. It's fantastic. They got awesome zip lining. You can jump around in caves on like trampolines. And I'm I'm not kidding. You can do that. You can do treetop adventures. It's it's actually really, really Wait, cool. Wait, you place, can you can jump on trampolines in caves? Yes, they actually have the trampolines installed into the cave walls and there's wow. slides and everything. That's that's too many things. Like do one at a time. Do a cave nope. and a trampoline place. It is a that's, cave trampoline place. Wow, that's okay. So I, I got I got to remember the name of it. But <clears throat> hey, if anyone listening knows the name of it, uh, it's a blast, man. I didn't know how much jumping around would actually tire you out, but I was exhausted. So. I mean, I'm tired just hearing about it, but I'm also fat and out of shape. Um, I will say I'm a little disappointed because Wales has one of the coolest flags with the dragon oh, on yeah. it. That it wasn't yeah. something dragon related. Well, if we want to move into something dragon related, Ayo, are you ready for my team? My team in England. The Coventry what? Oh, I know this one. The Coventry Blaze, because you've talked yeah, about it a lot. Yeah. So, you know, we have Scorch, the dragon, who's our mascot. And, uh, yeah. So, go Coventry. No big wild guesses there. I want to see another championship. Oh, uh, that's a cool logo. Uh, the Blaze? Yeah, it's tight. Yeah. I got my jersey. I got my Ranby jersey. And, yeah. So, moving on to Dundee. Can, can I ask you a quick question before we move on to Dundee? Yeah. What, what is uh is the what's the demographic breakup of these teams? Like, they are they pretty much UK born, or are they like international, like every other uh, league? They're they're mostly British born. So they're they're either from Scotland or Wales or Northern Ireland or England. Uh, but they do bring in players from the United States, Canada, Sweden, Russia. It just depends. That's a you know, it's it's a Pretty diverse league, but very heavily British. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's really cool. Like exhibition match between Coventry and, and Nottingham. 
And one of the goalies I interacted with a bunch when I was there, back when I had my previous Twitter before I killed it, me and him would go back and forth. Ben Bounds. I forgot who he was playing for at the time. Then he went to Cardiff. Now he's with Nottingham. And uh, he made a wicked, wicked save during this exhibition game against Coventry. So anyone gets a chance to go out to the EIHL's uh, YouTube site, check out that save. I thought it was pretty baller. Congratulations, Ben. But, no, it's uh, – you know, again, he's British. There's a lot of British players in the league, but that's cool. I you know it's it's a more homegrown league, and there is talent that's drafted out of the EIHL into the NHL. I think the Arizona Coyotes in 2018 drafted Kirk, I believe his name is. Um, so he's part of their system, and he's, I think, the first British player drafted out of England for almost 18 to 20 years. So, wow. but uh, yeah. Good luck with him and his NHL career, and uh, we're going to move on to the three Scottish teams. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love it. All right. So Dundee, what would you name Dundee? Crocodile. That would be awesome if it was a Dundee Crocodiles. My buddy actually lives in Dundee, my ex-Scottish teammate, uh, when we both played in band. Uh, well, we both played in Oxford, uh, but he's actually in Dundee. And No, it's actually the Dundee Stars. Okay. Again, Stars, y- y- you know. It's kind of been done, but you know, uh, congrats, Dundee. I'm sure. Wow, the jersey even looks like a, a U.S. baseball team jersey. That's <laughs> no offense, Dundee. Get your game up, man. You guys can't compete with Coventry Blaze. That's like a super like jersey. And then it's like the Dundee Stars. All right. I was gonna try to do a Scottish accent, but it's really early in the morning, and I haven't had enough coffee yet to actually not sound like a like a, a wanker. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next. <laughs> yeah, let me let me find another <laughs> town. Wait, the Scottish are known for being forgiving and not holding a grudge, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to die now if I ever go to Dundee. Guys, I take it back. Uh, I love Scotland and all of your people. Please, please don't come after me. I, I'm sure the Dundee stars are great. Fife. Fife? Let's see. Fife. Fife. Well, that's a it's obviously a type of musical instrument. So I'm going to guess it's it's like one of those like St. Louis blues kind of things. It's the the Fife drum corps. Nope. It's going to be the Fife Flyers. <laughs> you're, you're losing it right now with these. I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Okay. All right. So then we'll move on to Glasgow. The, uh, okay. the last remaining Scottish team here. All right. So for Glasgow. All right. So here's what I know about Glasgow. You ready? Uh, there are several American television characters from there, uh, including okay. Scrooge McDuck and Willie from The Simpsons. It's also a mining town, yep. I think, originally. So I'm going to guess it's it's going to play on its industrial past. So it's the, the, the Glasgow miners. No, it's actually going to be the Glasgow clan. Sorry, what? The clan. Uh... That's I don't know if they know what that means in the U.S., but that's not a great look. <laughs> it, it's it's OK. Way different in the U.S. But no, it's a Glasgow clan as if, you know, the Scottish, you know. Oh, oh, it's a guy. It's a guy wearing his uh, his his colors. And uh, OK, got it. OK. Very, very different in England. <laughs> yeah. If you tell people in the U.S. that be clear about what it is, because that's that's a different connotation. Yeah, very, but but that's clearly different. not what they're going for with their beautiful purple jersey. It's a very cool looking dude with a broadsword on his back. So that's a cool logo. Yeah. All right, you ready for it? Let's do it. All right, I will tell you. I, I'm just gonna warn you for the last four teams. They're all out of England. The self, the actual main core, you know, part of England, the United Kingdom. All right, 
two of them share NHL names. One shares an NFL name, but you got to figure out what. And one doesn't share with any of those. So we're going to start with Guilford. Guilford. What what would Guilford be called? And you said it could could be an NFL team. There's two NHL teams left, one NFL team, and then (laughs) one that's not any. Okay, so here's my problem. Whenever I hear these, like the innate uh, branding guy in me is like, let's come up with something alliterative. So I'm like, Wilford Gators, Wilford Gyroscope. Uh, <laughs> that's obviously not a good one. All right, I'm going to say Wilford. Well, tell me a little bit more about Wilford. I need to look it up on a map. Maybe that'll tell me something about it. It's uh, okay. That's Wilford, New York. That doesn't help me at all. Okay, so it's, it's kind of well, in the is like the most southern team in England. Okay. Then, so, then I'm, I'm going to say it's the Guilford Gators because that's what I, you know, in the south of the U.S. we have Gators, and I bet you that's what they've got. Maybe it's spelled like G-A-I-T-E-R, so it's like a horse thing. <laughs> no, it's going to be the Guilford Flames. So we've got the Coventry Blaze and the Guilford Flames? Yes. Okay. I don't know which one came first, but whichever one came first, you should be angry at the other one. Uh, Coventry is the second oldest team in the league. They're, they they started in 1965. The league started in 2003, but the Blaze have been around since 65. And so, Guilford has been around since 1992. So then, Coventry, you guys need to go to Guilford and tell them to change their, their whole thing. You can't have two fire-based teams in a 10-person league. <laughs> Just, well, this is you're you're approaching Canadian football level right there. Do you remember it's, the two CFL teams that were both? They only had what eight teams in the league, and two of them were called the Rough Riders. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. God. Look it up. Look I it would up not allow went, that. I would not allow that. <laughs> like y'all couldn't. You have the endless possibilities, and in an eight-team league, you had two teams called the Rough Riders. It's hey, like, hey oh. we're gonna be the Rough Riders. Well, hey, buddy, we're the Rough Riders. Oh, that's okay, man. We can both be the Rough Riders. If you got eight teams, how about a little diversity, people? Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for Manchester? And no, it's is not it going to be like the Manchester Flyers now? We're going to have two Flyer teams? No, this isn't Canada. This isn't Canadian football. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got the cup, the Blaze and the Flames. All right. That, that's true. That's true. All right. Manchester. Uh, Manchester, that's another working class town. You know, good, good salt of the earth people. You know, I'm going to say it's going to be, you know what? I think they've got a steel industry. I bet you, I bet you it's a Pittsburgh. I bet you it's the Manchester Steelers. Whoa. Am I right? Oh, no, you're not. It's the Manchester it. Storm. But hold on to that. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, that's hold on to the Steelers. But no, what's, for this what's one, the it's the Manchester industry. Storm. I think it is steel, right? Honestly, never been to Manchester despite living there in England. But by, by the way, I'm way off. It's like it's like really like high white collar, just digital, creative, financial, legal, advanced manufacturing. So there's like no hardcore industry in Manchester. Sorry, so if anybody man. wants to reach out to 40 Cray on Twitter, you can yeah. let him know how you feel about his his view, his viewership of you in Manchester. Yeah. So we're going to move on to Nottingham. Let's move on before Manchester. I, I hear. So that. now you've eliminated the team that doesn't share any league name and the team that shared an NHL name. So now you're down to an NHL name and an NFL name. Well, so what do you think the Nottingham? What are the two teams left? So it's Nottingham and what's the other? Nottingham one? and Sheffield. All right. I'm going to say, cause you, the Steelers was right. I bet just the Sheffield Steelers. Congratulations. It is the Sheffield Steelers and they okay. have a huge arena uh, for England having almost 14,000 person capacity. But uh, yeah, so correct. The Sheffield Steelers. Okay. So Nottingham. So I'm going to make two guesses. NHL. Oh, it's a shared team with the NHL. Yeah, they share a name with an NHL 
team, just okay. like the Flyers, just like the Devils, and just like the Stars so and the Flames. Here's what I would have guessed yeah. is the Nottingham Sheriffs or the Nottingham Sandwiches. Why? Because ham, Nottingham Sandwich. No. Okay, so that's now no. that I know it's an NHL team. That's <laughs> So I've alienated every place in the UK pretty much. I, I love you guys though. Please, I want to come visit and see these games. All right. Again, so it's an yeah. it's an NHL team. This really raises. It's it's. Did we already say there's a storm? Yeah, that was the Manchester Storm. Can I make a couple Go guesses? Go for it. Is it the Nottingham Lightning? No. Because I was thinking storm and lightning. You know, like blaze and and uh, flames. You know, no. different flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. like the same thing. It's not the Nottingham Coyotes. It's it's I, I don't think it's the Avalanche. Is it the Nottingham Maple Leafs? Negative. It is the Nottingham Panthers. Are there Panthers in Nottingham? There's nothing that can eat you in England anymore, except maybe people. Oh, there's one that's been in Devon and Cornwall. I remember I think that was escaped from somebody's zoo. All right, so let's look at the Nottingham Panthers. Of course, the Florida Panthers, they're actually okay, and that is not what a Panther looks like at all. <laughs> that's not what a that looks like some kind of like chimeric beast from the underworld. Well, it could be as like a black panther. Cool. I mean, he is a black panther. He looks pretty sweet. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you for introducing me to this league. I, you know, I have some thoughts if they want to, you know, hire me for my consulting services. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There, yeah. I just I just looked it up. There is a lightning team. No, 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 they're gone. That was my Milton Keynes Lightning. Uh, uh, they were same distance from Banbury as Coventry was, uh, and they were in a lower level league at that time. And then they joined the league for two years, and then they left. So yeah, there's there's I have a Milton Keynes Lightning jersey as well. Well, this so. this was super fun, Chris. Thank you for introducing me to this, and I look forward to you and I hopefully going to some of these games sometime in the future when things chill out a little bit and, and it's safe to do so. But yeah, awesome. I always love hearing about different leagues around the world. I know you're you're probably one of the world experts on that, having played in so many. So thanks for introducing. <laughs> no, not a problem. And honestly, I want to throw one more team at you that does share an NHL name. And it would be, they were in the league uh, when I was there, but they left the league in 2018. It was Edinburgh, and they had the Edinburgh Capitals. So just really? wanted to throw that at you. Yep. Dude, Edinburgh is one of my favorite cities in the world. I had such a oh, good time. Oh, it's a gorgeous city. I love it. It was, it's, it's a gorgeous city. And honestly, they had a really cool jersey. So I don't know if they went down to another league or what the deal is. It would be disappointing if they collapsed all together. But hopefully, um, hopefully that isn't the case and they're still a team in Edinburgh. So regardless. Edinburgh. Love yeah. it. But regardless, this was a fun podcast for the most part. Sad in certain areas, but. But yeah, we do want to thank you all for listening again. This is Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and Ben. Howdy ho. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>